everybody. Welcome back to another episode of College Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me, as always, my co-host, partner in crime, Chris Marler. Chris, how you doing on this lovely Monday? Oh, fantastic. We're just, we'll see how I'm doing in a couple more innings. We're watching this Auburn-Oregon State game, and just, I don't want to get political, Tyler, but, you know, Oregon State and Auburn playing for a chance at a natty, just, to, this is Biden's America, and I don't like it. <laughs> I saw that you said that today. Um, that was interesting. Oh boy! So, what was uh, what was the deal this weekend? What'd you get into? Did you hang with the GF? Did you get into anything fun? Um, yeah, we did hang out with the GF. We went and uh, had dinner with her, um, one of her friends, on Saturday, I think. Uh, we were just go to a concert with them, and then like go see Ben Rector. But then they were like they couldn't go because they didn't get a sitter. So did that, and pretty much just watched baseball all weekend because. Super regionals were there, um, and then I worked and did like all those matchup breakdowns, and, and that's about it, man. What about you? Watched a little of the baseball as well. Um, man, was that uh, – I, I, should we just get into it? I mean – Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of baseball, because I think that was kind of the story of the week, obviously the SEC has done really well in getting some teams in. Um, but one team that is, is, I guess, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on the uh, side you stand on, um, did not make it in. It was the number one seed, Chris. So some, some were touting as the best of all time. The greatest uh, team of all time. Plus 250 yeah. to win the national championship going into a 64-team tournament. You I, know it who was made it further? The was... uh, 64 seed. What's that? You know who made it further was the 64 seed, Ole Miss. Oh, they were the sixty. That's, oh, that's <laughs> they were the last. Yeah. They were the last team to get in. I'm pretty sure. Um, hold so, on, I'm sending this link out right now uh, and talk about the Tennessee thing. But I'll, I mean, I'll let you start because it was like just uh, karma. You, you start. You start. Well, well. So obviously, um, there's a lot going on there. You had Notre Dame took game one, and I think. While probably nervous, Tennessee fans were thinking, okay, well, you know, they probably threw their best at us. So we are the best team, deepest team in the country. Um, this team's got a certain attitude to them that, uh, you know, certainly may portend of um, not being down and out. Um, and then you had, before game two, Florida State fired their coach. Notre Dame's coach yeah. – played at Florida state and is like the target that they think everyone's like, we're firing our coach to get him. Right. So there's a big distraction and he has to address it before the game. And you're thinking, okay, well, this is probably not good for their little run here. And sure enough, the uh, little, the little engine that could Notre Dame (laughs) takes down Tennessee and outside of the fans in Knoxville, I think I never saw more celebrating of a team losing. In baseball, in college baseball, right? In that game right there, I it was it reminded me of like when LeBron was in Miami. Um, I'm trying I'm trying to think of what else compares to it because it's like they, I mean, their fan base. I guess I guess credit them for for like owning it, but like my God, it, it just I tweeted this today and it, it really was not talking shit. It's just really blows my mind when you think about this the entire like fans of like the entire country for the most part that was watching college baseball was they were all pulling for notre dame like it was like fucking david and goliath 
Notre Dame, who everyone <laughs> usually hates. That's how right. unlikable Tennessee is. Like, th- I mean, think about that. Like, how unlikable do you have to be that everyone's like, well, I, fuck, man, I guess I'm going to pull for Notre Dame. I, I just, it was, it was funny to watch because it was like, you know, they, we talked to Tom Hart about this earlier in the week and, and he was, he agrees. Like, this is one of the best baseball teams of all time. They were like 57 and eight or something crazy. Um, but, and I don't think that like, this is what did the men, but yeah, I th- absolutely think that their ego was part of the reason they lost this game. And then like you saw towards the end of the game, granted there was like only two innings left after that Notre Dame went ahead, those two bombs, but like they, they looked like they had no idea what to do. I, I, they just were, they were so taken aback that they weren't just going to waltz into fucking Omaha. And, and it shows you that also it's really hard to win a baseball national championship. But Drew Gilbert getting thrown out for th- calling balls and, or for arguing balls and strikes. I didn't realize he was doing it in a one-one count. And, like, and a lot of people thought that, like, even the announcers, like Tom and Kyle, were both saying how that you can't give him like the hook that early. It's a one-one count. Like, for fucking you. What are you doing? Like, and, and he also he also said like he dropped like several f bombs and then was shocked he got thrown out, which was like that scene from uh, Semi Pro with Will Ferrell, and he's like, "Blake, my, I'll murder your family." He's like, "What?" You throw me out for that? Like that's it had big, big those vibes. Did you just invite SEC Mike into here? No, is he here? He's here. He wants Turn to be in the stream. Turn, kick him out. Kick him out. Do you I'm want him in here? Be on the stream. He's waiting in the in the lobby. What does that mean? I don't. We don't have a lobby. <laughs> Tell the receptionist I, to let him in. What link did you send out? Oh, I said. Oh, I sent the Streamyard link to the actual fucking thing. Oh my God. <laughs> I said. Hey, and all right, I'm kicking him out. He's kicked out as a guest. All right, <laughs> let me delete the tweet. Oh no. Oh, oh man. All right, so there's gonna be people trying to join in on this thing. I think. Yeah. Okay. So let's just. All right. Get, so we're we'll, live still, which is cool. Yeah, you take over. I'm gonna delete that tweet. How do you share the link? I did it last week. God. Well, know. you go to the YouTube page. Oh. Yeah, that's what you might want to do. Okay. All right. Well, you know, this is live, so we continue on. Um, <laughs> what was your favorite moment from the Tennessee season? Was it was it the 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 bird out to the outfielder? Was it Tony Vitalo getting thrown out for bumping an umpire? Right. Uh, was it getting you know guys getting thrown out mid count of the game for dropping f bombs? What was your favorite? Uh, so Tennessee let moment? me let me start by saying this. I, I'm like I'm not. Anytime I've said anything like anti-Tennessee baseball, I immediately get that bullshit. From like, it's like, all right, boomer. Like, yeah, I guess I'm old, but like no part of me doesn't enjoy like bad flips, talking shit. Like I've told you on here before, I would be the biggest asshole imaginable if I was like playing baseball like now, like in today's game, because all that stuff is kind of celebrated. And I like Ronald Kuna. I love watching Ronald Kuna play. And like, I love like the, the flair and a little bit like, you know, I do like the fact that if you're that good and you kind of like talk shit and back it up. And the game has if definitely rounding, changed a lot, especially in college. SEC Mike is back here in the green room. I don't know how. If you if you are rounding first base and you're giving the middle finger to another player, I just – like that kind of shit is so dumb to me. And it's so weird that – like you know, so the weirdest part for me, Tyler, was the fact that like – so Vitello, I have no problem with Vitello. And I love what he's been able to do with that program so quickly and turning it around. But like – he he like made physical contact with an umpire, which is 
that is like the big no-no. That is like the one thing yeah. you don't do with it if you're arguing with an umpire. And of course right. he did it. And then everyone was like, then then he went and like, like I don't know, he like made a joke about it like on campus. Like, like they just went, yeah, whatever. And then you have like the middle finger things like, oh, I blacked out. And like not like neither or I think you know, what's his name? The coach, he got suspended for like two games. But Beck didn't get suspended for anything and then just like lied about it. and everyone just thought that was okay. I just I thought that was kind of shitty to be honest. Yeah. Should I just let SEC Mike in here at this point? Is he, he going to be on the video with us? No, he used to work yeah. for us. We can't, we can't do that. <laughs> okay. I love you, Mike, but we can't do that. I'm going to get in trouble <laughs> if I do that. All right, I'm kicking him from the studio again. I feel bad, you know. Sorry, Mike. He's a popular guest. You know what, bring show, him on. Bring him on. <laughs> no, I already kicked him. Um, no, in, in all seriousness, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of being uh, a jerk about it. I mean, that's one of the great – to your point, which you said earlier, that's one of the great teams, regardless of the early exit, and uh, oh, he's back in the he's back in the green room here. Uh, <laughs> All right, just fucking let him on for a minute. I don't know. What to say. No, he, he, dropped, is... he dropped out. He dropped out. Okay, okay. Um, so so, anyways, but it, it shows just how hard it is to actually advance. And baseball is the weirdest sport. You can lose any game on any given day. Yeah. Um, and um, it shouldn't take away from the incredible season that they had. No, I mean, it was like I, I still. Like you said, like it's it's funny and we can talk shit about it. And, you know, like now that they like lost, but at the same time, that is still one of the best teams of all time. I, I really, it's it's it kind of reminds me of like the LSU 2011 team. Like they didn't win the national championship because they had to play the rematch against Bama. But like that team, you know, they were 13 and 0 going into that, and he had they had eight wins over ranked teams by an average of like 24 points. Like it was like that kind of like they just put it on people. Um, I will say that like. I think what they did was good for the sport because it got people talking about the sport. And anytime you have a villain yeah. in the sport, you can root against. I think that's always like always helpful. And you know, and good for that fan base for being allowed to like get into something because I think they're turning the corner in football. But basketball has been kind of a disappointment in the postseason. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you on that. They were they were probably good for the game. Yeah, I think I think college baseball kind of needs needs to be revived a little bit. Um, and if the way it it gets revived is is this like insane, almost like it's almost like you're watching like a like a fraternity league softball game, <laughs> you know, where like yeah. you got all the bros on the sidelines going crazy, yeah. um, just doing ridiculous shit in a game that you would never actually feel like you would see in a baseball game. That's fair. Um, if that brings a younger crowd out, it brings more students out, and it's a, a more lively atmosphere, then, then maybe that's – because college baseball has not been that popular for a while now. Right. Um, you know, most baseball teams aren't bringing any revenue in from – to, like, the major overall athletic program. So, um, hey, maybe, maybe this is the start of a new era in college baseball. That would be pretty cool to see because I think – I miss the old days when they had the – the bats that were literally probably registered weapons. Like if you hit a liner at the pitcher back in the day with those bats, that, that's bad news. They they were they were talking about that. Like they keep referencing how like LSU they had a player hit over forty home runs one year in like ninety eight, and it was like the gorilla ball era. And like they hit one hundred and eighty eight as a team. And Tennessee wasn't like that far off, all things considered. And I know they play in a bandbox or whatever, but like, I mean, like, did you see the home run Beck hit on Saturday? Yes. Where he like, I just, I, I obviously was not that, as good of a baseball player as them, but 
but I never hit a ball. The farthest one I ever hit was like 430 feet, and I didn't think it was that far. So I was sprinting with my head down around the bases the whole time, like a fucking idiot. Like it's like I was like the backpack kid that runs the hall in between classes. Like that's that's what I looked like, um, like with a rolly backpack. And so I like he as soon as he's like he takes his bat and like hit himself in the chest with it. They just they had a lot of bravado. But I tell you what, like it's kind of like when baseball was saved by the steroid era, which is my right. next point. Let them be on steroids. <laughs> right, just ruin their bodies. It's, it's for our entertainment. It doesn't matter. No one wants to live a long time. Chris, did you did you do steroids when you were playing the game? You know, I took one shot of steroids one time. <laughs> I didn't expect you that. Actually, actually, I think I did it twice. I think I took two shots, but like not like in the appropriate cycle or anything like that. It's like when I was like <laughs> mad on a Thursday. I was like, "You give them to me." You like I was treating it like a fucking like shot of Jaeger after a breakup. Like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's just do it. So, um, anyways, you, you still have – so, Tennessee is obviously out. You still have a couple really good programs that made it in, especially from the SEC. Of course, you have Notre Dame that's already in. Texas right. is in. Future SEC school. I believe is Oklahoma's in now. time going? <laughs> so – Definitely not SEC Mike is now in the green room. It kind of looks like <laughs> SEC Mike, though, I will say. <laughs> I hope I can't see any of these comments. <laughs> no, he's not, he's not making comments. His video is showing up. I can add him to the stream or not, but he dropped out. <laughs> okay, definitely not SEC Mike. Good. Yeah, um, but, uh, man, I'm off track now. All right, so A&M's yeah. in, obviously. And A&M, you know, they had a up-and-down regular season, but – you know, if you can make the tournament and then make a run. Right. Um, you had Arkansas, Omaha. We got to make stickers, by the way, Chris. Yeah. Well, I sent you one yesterday. You didn't fucking respond because you're being a little. No, a little I did. I did respond. No, I didn't see um, They went out to Chapel Hill. Um, they took a talented UNC offense and held them to four runs over the yeah. uh, Super Regional. Um, got to have pitching at this point in uh the world series so right. that's a great sign for them um old miss obviously made it as well like i said they were the 64th of 64 selected teams um 14 and 16 in the sec so what a turnaround for bianco too because they were talking about him getting fired like with like two weeks i don't know if it was two weeks left in the season or two weeks ago like and then they went to lsu and I think just assaulted them and and beat them like I think they they swept them for the first time like ever at at uh, at the box. But Jesus, man! And obviously, as we record, um, Auburn is playing Oregon State. What's we have a score update over there, Chris? It's two one right now. And Sunny Deshera, uh, my favorite player of all time, has always been. I've always been a huge Sunny Deshera fan. Um, he's up. He's uh he had a two run bomb earlier in the night. So. I'm uh, yeah, I'm actively pulling for Auburn. I don't give a fuck how that sounds. So, <laughs> okay, cool. Well, we'll we we will be covering. You know, obviously the super regionals aren't over yet, so we'll yeah. be covering all the SEC teams in full. Once, it should be half uh, the field, by the way. It's gonna be half the field, and then if you include Texas and OU, yeah. Who, by the way, in seamless transition here, news came out now because obviously Friday. Um, the news came out about the Big 12 that they're right. adding their new Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, um, and BYU in 2023. So this right. this next season, they'll start the new Big 12. 
news came out today that said that Texas and Oklahoma view 2024 as a more realistic target date. Um, I would have thought this was happening sooner, but we said last year it was going to be about July 1st. I guess those, those fees that, you know, those fees that keep, I don't know if it's like a media rights deal, the, the massive fees go down each year. That you wait. Right. All live nation. Yeah. Fees. Uh, the Big 12 current media deal expires in 2025. So the closer you get, obviously, the less the fees are to leave the conference. Right. So it looks like uh, OU in Texas would become members in 2024, potentially, if not yeah. 2025. So still a little ways away. Going to be It'll super be awkward. To see what that looks like with them in, if they stay and against all of those teams. Because it's like, what a. I, somebody brought this up the other day. And I, I, it it's, like, it's like a couple splitting up and like the dad has to go sleep in the basement. It's like really weird about right. the family when he comes up. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. I think uh, like it's, it'll be odd to see this. But somebody brought this up the other day. It's like you could make the argument that they will be the most like, I think he said like eclectically deep and talented like uh, conference there is. Because like there's so many new unique teams that they're playing that have all like had, I mean, BYU won a national championship. There's just two teams that haven't done that. UCF kind of won a national championship. Um, <laughs> they didn't, but like, I just, it, it'll be interesting to see how that looks. And, and I wonder how that's going to look in like recruiting. Cause it's not gonna, like Texas and OU aren't going to lose recruits to those teams. I don't think like, it's, I don't see, I don't think you're going to see a bunch of like four stars from like fucking Denton, Texas. that are like, you know what? I'm going to Cincy taking my talents. Did you real quick? Did you see the picture that went viral of the BYU recruits with the, with the live cougar? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, no, I didn't see it. I was kidding. What the fuck is going on in, in at BYU? Like, I, if you didn't see it, you know how like basically. I you know what's not thing... going on? Premarital sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just do like the what's it called? Where they just the soaking. Yeah, that, I don't even like that name at all. It's so weird. If you're unfamiliar with soaking, welcome into our sex talk. Um, it's something Mormons do where they consider it's not sex. They just lay. On each other and in each other for an extended period of time while doing nothing. We, yeah, we can we can confirm or deny what what soaking. Yeah, no, I just confirmed it for sure. Um, so so uh, anyway, but like you know, the big thing now in like college football, especially in recruiting, which is like just seems to never stop, is having these like pictures with the recruits on campus. And I, I, I just for whatever reason, I never thought it was like that. That was like that cool. Like they all like they get dressed. I would be frustrated if they put on football pants. Like if I'm like you know like in like my normal clothes. Like hey, I don't want to fucking get in uniform. And so then they like will get in uniform, full uniform, take these like professional pictures with like this professional lighting and all this kind of stuff. And there was so usually you see it with like Georgia. They've got like a natty or like there's some teams that have like Lambos or just all this like glitz and glamour shit, right? Fucking BYU. This kid is laying on the ground like, Dude, with so his arm out, like a glamour shot, like big spooning a fucking cougar. Like, what's this? That's a, uh, what do you mean? It's amazing. That's, that's a no. That's an absolute no. Recruit. Yeah, Anyways. I guess. Uh, so yeah, I was hoping it would happen a little sooner, um, but I guess they do have a lot to work out. I saw Carson in the comments said, um, "You know, I'll put it back up here." Do they not want to pay, or is there just a lot more moving parts because they're big schools? Everything is typically about money. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I've come to learn in this life. Um, so I'm sure it's just, yeah, they don't, they don't really want to pay. I mean, um, yeah. I think the last I saw, it's been a while since the news broke, but I think that the, the cost was something like $50 million for school or something that they want to leave like today, you know, the day that it was announced, which was, yeah. I guess, almost a year ago. What was that right before the season last year? Yeah. It was on media days. It was the weekend of all the shit that happened. So, um, yeah, it's purely about money. I mean, there's a lot to unwind too. I'm sure you had maybe future schedules that you have to unwind, something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what goes into it, but yeah, man, it's like steering the Titanic, you know, it's, you can't, it doesn't happen overnight. So, yeah. Um, well, actually, the Titanic did happen overnight. It was literally at night, like one one o'clock in the morning. Well, that you know. Tell that. Hey, I have a question for you. That's not about football. Did you know that the original Statue of Liberty was made of copper and it was it was not it green? Fuck. It did. Yeah, like the copper just changed, like a penny would. So I I feel like I know a lot about history, <laughs> like a lot of useless facts. I didn't know that, and I volunteered that I didn't know that, and. I was like, why would they give us a green? I don't get it. Like, it's just such a weird thing. You and could have put the, that off. Yeah, I wish I would have. I didn't. I dug in further you like I it. always do. Yeah. <laughs> it's bullshit, dude. There's no way that happened. There's no way that happened. I've seen a picture of them painting that thing green. <laughs> uh, so, anyways. Um, I'm a little bummed about that, but uh, I guess it's not all that uh, surprising. Yeah. This was surprising. Uh, some news came down. Um, I guess on three obtained official records. Um, that the dude, the dude who broke it was his first story. <laughs> he just started really? his job. It was his first story that he wrote. Oh, that's amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so essentially what happened is, you know, I guess the Jimbo Saban thing happened. And then I guess it kind of cooled down a little bit. Um, but what we didn't know until I guess there were some public records that were accessed by on three Texas A&M athletic director, Ross Bjork and the school president and Catherine Banks sent a strongly worded email to Greg Sankey the morning after Saban accused A&M of buying their 2022 recruiting class. Um, Essentially they wanted him suspended. I tell you what, the, the part of all this that I don't, that I guess that shocks me, I, we're like, I just don't under, you went and tattled to the commissioner? Like, like they have to realize that, how bad that looks. Like, just, and I don't mean like, you know, that Saban shouldn't have been fine or what. We're all adults, and especially after what Jimbo did, it, what, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you, a strongly worded email? Like, I just, I just feel, it feels so fucking stupid and weird. It does feel like an angry Yelp review from like a Karen. But I'd say the weirdest part of it is like when they, they were going through like these records, because they, like the Freedom of Information Act, they were allowed to get like these, uh, what do you call it, phone records. And Jimbo talked to, I think it was Jimbo, it might have been Ross Bjork, their, their AD, talked to Sankey the morning of his press conference. And he's like, hey, don't do this, this, and this. And like, kind of like gave him a talking to. And Jim was like, all right, yeah, sure. And then just went and did it. <laughs> just like, and that, that's the part that I don't really understand. Because it's like, if that was in, if that was like a reaction to them not say, like saying they weren't going to suspend him, may, I guess maybe that would be why he was so mad. But it's a bold move to, to like be upset about something that small and simple that Saban said. 
and wasn't accusing you of doing anything wrong and then have a press conference where you're just like vaguely can like like accusing him of cheating his entire career well um this strongly worded statement would say otherwise um said quote coach Saban's statement was a blatant violation of sec bylaws regarding sportsmanship more significantly without citing any facts to support his statement Coach Saban is accusing every single player in Texas A&M's recruiting class and current football team of violating NCAA name, image, and likeness guidelines in Texas state law. A public right, apology to Coach Saban, to Coach Fisher, Aggie football, and Texas A&M University is a good starting point, but the league should also consider monetary and participation penalties against Coach Saban. I just for the queer, it's despicable, Chris. It's despicable. I I know I just said about Tennessee and and all that kind of stuff, but after hearing that, like sportsmanship, I've said this several times in the podcast, and I don't care how it sounds. Saying the word sportsmanship as an adult, you it shouldn't even be in your vocabulary if you're over the age of eight. You sound fucking ridiculous, okay? And so for them to put that in an email and then like type it out and write it and then see it and be like, yeah, that's, that's good. We should keep that. I hope. And I, again, I know what I just said about Tennessee. I hope if we beat A&M this year, Saban walks off the field with that Ohio State lineman from a couple of years ago. Just double birds to like to Jimbo to like like or just does like the like like goes to shake his hand but pull it back and like brush his ear thing. I hope I hope he big leagues the shit out of Jimbo Fisher. It's going to be one of the most highly anticipated uh, greetings at midfield in some time. I feel. I wonder if they'll talk before the game. Seems like a no. If I had to guess. I don't know. Just hey, 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 Jim. What's, uh, fuck off, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I cannot wait for that game. I'm hoping we get to be there somehow. No, well, I will not be there because that's Liz's birthday weekend. That's already been the whole thing, and she's oh. watching. So just play cool, play cool. All right. Hey, Liz. Uh, Carson Becker makes a good point. Um. What was the old Miss stuff? He's I mean, he was he was like, I think he was the AD at Ole Miss when, when he was the AD when, at Ole Miss when Hugh Freeze was there, and like was a part of all the shit with like the the recruiting class they paid for and and like the strippers and like the burner phones and all that stuff when Ole Miss got caught. And I tell you what, Tyler, I tell you what, Ole Miss was a team that went seven and five the year before, which is very close to eight and four uh, numbers wise. And then magically signed the number one class in the country the following year. And they started getting receivers like Mike Brett. <laughs> um, so they started getting, they got a, like a five-star receiver with Treadwell from Illinois. Like they got to, like Larry Tunsil from Florida who admitted he was getting paid. So I don't know, maybe, maybe just like the, the skepticism from SEC fans, maybe at least they can understand why there would be some sort of, I don't know, um, like I said, skepticism. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, we got to do a better job of promoting the uh, live broadcast. We've, we've well, seen some people comment here saying they didn't know we were live. Now they're in here. That's what William Gray said here. Um, it's literally on how... Twitter. It's on in the Facebook group. I don't know what else. Like, what do you want to get a fucking like like plane and fly a banner over like the beach in Day- Daytona? Be sick, I have to fly. Dude. That'd be sick, dude. That would be so sick, man. Think about how many people are out on that beach right now that we could be marketing to. What other platforms do I need to promote this to? 
Like, I don't know. Let's it's just go door to door. I'm not afraid to do it. Um, so, anyways, what we got an update on the Auburn Auburn tour? Uh, they just bunted somebody in. They're at four one. Okay, four one in the six. We won't jinx anything. No, I mean. It's a win-win, honestly, if they blow the lead, too, because then you start making fun of Harson jokes, and it'll be a lot of fun. Um, well, we're going to blame this one on William Gray. He said it's YouTube's fault, so. Okay, that's fair. One your so, quarter. also, somebody said this last week. Robert St. Jean told me this, that he tried to click on uh, the link last week, and it said he wasn't allowed to watch it because it's a show for kids, which I don't know why he's not allowed to watch kids shows. I think that's a him thing, but I also don't know what that is because I've never actively tried to be, like, the fucking wiggles or anything like that. I don't get that. Dude, the wiggles are pretty sick. You're going to learn one day. I'm not going to watch the wiggles. <laughs> no, I've never watched it either, but... Um, okay, well, we had a very interesting interview. Yeah. We're going to attach on to the end of this. Now, if you're watching live, obviously, you'll have to wait because we're not going to do the interview live. So you have to wait right. for the episode to come out on... Um, we'll probably... I don't know if we'll release the video of it, Um did our guest want the, the video release? I don't, I don't think he cared, right? I'm, I'm, I'm going to release the video of it. It wasn't <laughs> Release naked, the tapes. <laughs> yeah, what? Like, um, well, you know, yeah. he's, he goes by Big Game Boomer on Twitter. You guys probably all follow him. You probably yeah. hate, hate responded to some of his stuff. You probably liked and retweeted some of his lists if your co- favorite college team had something high up on one of his lists. But we wanted to get to the bottom of who the hell this guy was. Yeah, um, where his address story. was. Yeah, we're gonna dox him. Expose the shit out of him. It's just like, no. It was he was he's a cool dude, man. He was it's. I always enjoy getting to like when and I think it's it's starting to become like the the more of like the norm and the trend in media where there's because there's so many opportunities and so many platforms you can be on. And there's kind of space for everyone. So gone are the days where you're just like, oh, I went to journalism school. I guess I'm gonna go get a job in journalism. And I hate, I don't really give a shit about like what I'm doing, but like, it's cool to see a person that was a huge fan of college football, just be a fan of college football and then kind of turn it into something, you know, a lot bigger than he expected. Yeah. We get into some fun stuff just about, you know, how he decided to come up with the list, mm-hmm. who the most famous person that's ever retweeted and engaged with him. Worst um, fan base. Worst fan base, which uh, I'll just give you guys a hint. Somebody in the SEC resides there. Uh, yeah. We won't say who it is. And it wasn't um, Tennessee. Yeah. Don't give it away, Chris. Um, so pretty interesting stuff on the other side here. So like I said, if you're watching live, we appreciate it. Go like and subscribe. Send out, you know, we'll, we'll do a better job about sending out links earlier so we can give you guys plenty of time. Yeah. Plenty of time um, to get in here. But I'm sorry, I only took an hour making the graphics so we could post that today. And I just, I should have done better. <laughs> sorry, Dad. Uh, no, I, I think uh, we just um, – well, good thing is we could use that going forward, which is great. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, but so obviously if you're watching live, you'll have to wait for the podcast to come out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the YouTube channel uh, with the, vi- the video interview of yep. Big Game Boomer. Um, that's it. Chris, do you have anything else before we let him get to the interview? No, I'm going to make a bold prediction. Well, I'm just going to say we're going to do it regardless and force you to do it we're going to talk actual stuff next week. Like we're going to get into actual football talk going into the season. Cause I think we're like, I don't think we're 69 days away, but I want to pretend we're 69 days away. So we're, it's, it's getting close and media days is about a month away and it's getting yeah. closer and closer. So 
All right. Well, we will. Let's do it then. Let's get into some real. Fo- well, and obviously we'll do. Well, the I texted golf. you about that today, and that said we should do it tonight, but I didn't send the right link. I guess. That's the show, guys. All right, everybody. Stay safe. (laughs) Welcome to the Thunderdome. We are here to fight with... No, I'm kidding. Welcome in to uh, another episode here. We have a very special guest. Um, It's Big Game Boomer from Twitter, which I feel like it sounds weird saying... I'm looking at your face, and I'm I'm calling you your nickname, which feels very odd to me. Um, It's like you're my favorite wrestler or something like that. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm so happy to be here for Monday Night Raw. We appreciate you signing autographs. Um, but yeah, and how are you doing? Welcome in. Doing good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Doing good. Yeah, no problem. Um, we, we were interested to get you on here because uh, you you create, I don't think purposely, or maybe purposely, I don't know. But you, uh, you've been creating quite the stir on Twitter over the last couple of years, I've noticed. Chris and I both follow you. Um, we follow you from the podcast account. And so... Uh, I know, you, you know, this isn't your main gig, but what, what, when did you start doing covering college football? Uh, so I did not use Twitter at all until uh, I want to say November of 2020, like back when. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. So so like I didn't use Twitter. Like it says my I've had my account since like 2012 or something. That's just mm-hmm. when I, I created my account and never used it at all, really. Um, but like during COVID, um, I was taking the week of Thanksgiving off and was just so bored at home. There's nothing to do. And so I just got on my phone and got on Twitter and just saw all these, you know, you go to like ESPN's page or some other pages and like, you just see college football fans just arguing at each other, going crazy. <laughs> yeah, and right uh, after the so election I, too, that was like a miserable time in this, like in social media. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so you go on there and I start just kind of arguing with other fans and before I know it, like. I'm like tweeting at Desmond Howard and he's like tweeting back at me, like saying, you don't know what the heck you're talking about when it comes to Michigan. Like Harbaugh's got this thing going. He's got this thing turned around. And um, so it was just, I was like, this is really cool how you can kind of engage with like famous people kind of on here. And so that was November of 2020. And I had like 50 followers at that time. Um, Wasn't on Instagram or anything. And just once the season was over, I started just had the idea to start cranking out these lists yeah, um, for rankings and they just kind of took off. So this is the least important question, but as somebody that does graphic design and has just horrific ADD. So like when I do, when I sit down and make like a graphic, yeah, like Tyler, Tyler laughs at it because like I'll, and my boss, like, it's like, how many, how much time do you spend on this graphic? I'm like, well, oh, like a couple hours and it's like eight. Cause I'm like, like just maneuver, maneuvering like the <laughs> smallest thing. It's like very unimportant. Yeah. How long does it take you to make these damn graphics? It man, it really depends. When we're ranking players and coaches, I, I it takes me a, a while to do those. Yeah. I'll work on those like a couple hours in the evenings. And uh, but when we get to like loudest stadiums and other mm-hmm. stuff like that, I've got a bunch of templates kind of put together now right. where it does not take me much time at all. Yeah. So it really just depends on the list or ranking or whatever. <laughs> it's a better operating system than uh, than what I, I continue to do. Um, but no, I mean, like it's so like Tyler, you know, he kind of nailed it. Like everybody, I mean, you've, you've kind of like blown up obviously and, and it's become a whole thing and it's really cool to watch. So like, I know you through a Bama Twitter, Courtney Ann. Um, and I've talked yeah. to her a little bit. She's like, he's like the nicest guy. And I was like, I don't doubt that he is. My question is 
how the fuck do you make a top 50 punters list? Because I couldn't even imagine taking the time out to do that. Like, it's how do you easy, even start man. going into that? You just look, I mean, you look at stats, you look at, I mean, and I have, I start, so I started doing this last year. So right. I, I looked at my top 50 punters from the, at the end of last season, you, you know, look at the guys returning guys that transferred stats um, where, you know, people find them in the NFL draft, uh, yep. taking it all. Um, I meant stuff like, like all that. time, like your yeah, all time list even doing. <laughs> yeah. It's, but it's funny. Like I'll do a list like before, like, let's say like 24 seven or ESPN or, and then like, you'll see like a week or so later, it'll be pretty close to like what I did. Yep. And you're like, Hmm, I wonder if there's like an intern or something that these companies kind of following me and kind of just, you wonder what I, yeah, what I on. It's, it's definitely <laughs> happens. It's like, I, Tyler always laughs at me. Cause like, I'll be like, I'll just send him a text and he'll try like when he's at church or like with his, his like family, this kid's under four. And I'm like this mother or like, he's like, what? And I'm like, somebody stole our content again. But it's, it's, it's kind of a tribute to you about how, how like it's so creative and unique that it's cool to see it like take off. Cause I'd say what the one thing I've always known about, like in this business, especially when you make lists or rank anything, it's one of the least satisfying things to ever do. Cause like, I always take it too seriously. I try to like, like do my research. So I know what I'm talking about. And then you like the moment I put it up on like SDS Instagram. It's like the first thing. It's like an album guy's like, "Fuck you, Bo, Bo Nix is gonna win the Heisman." This <laughs> those year. are okay, hey, cool. those are the those are the best replies. Yeah, those are, that, that's what I'm. That's what I like to see. Uh, like me and my wife, like in the evenings, man, we'll just like sit back, have a glass of wine, and just kind of scroll through the comments of the day, and we're like, <laughs> "This guy said what <laughs> about about a punter or about the tailgating in Baton Rouge?" Like, right. <laughs> So I, I know most people know you uh, from your from your list that you put out, but you I, I noticed that you also do other content uh, around college football. So do you want to tell kind of our listeners what you're doing outside of the list that you put out on Twitter? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I do have a podcast that I've kind of started out. Uh, I've, had, I've got like 14 episodes. I've just kind of been having players and guests. Uh, I've had like some coach, pretty big name coaches like Shane I had Shane Beamer on. Um and you know players and i'm one once we get close to the season i'm going to start kind of doing a i guess maybe multi-weekly or podcast um something like that just because it's fun um the podcast is a lot more work than you than twitter and instagram it's hard to build build a following on there yeah for sure um but easy not, to show your feet yeah it, it's yeah it, it's so much easier but uh yeah it's called the big game boomer show on youtube so if you want to check out some college football stuff, I mean, I should have some good interviews and stuff coming up. So, yeah. did you now. go to Oklahoma or are yeah, you just a fan? I did. Or, okay. I did. I went to OU, graduated from there. Um, so, I'm not a bandwagon OU guy. Um, there's a bunch of like OSU stuff around here because my wife went to OSU. Uh, that's not Which mine. OSU, Oklahoma yeah. State. Oklahoma State. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, it's, uh, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a sooner. What do you so think about the Venables hire? You know, I think it was good. But, you know, like I've told to a lot of people, I think, you know, how many coordinators have we seen that you think before they take a job, it's like this guy, when he's a head coach, he's just going to nail it. And then they get the head coaching job and it's like, boom, they just fail, fly on their face. Will Muschamp is a great example of that. Um, A guy that was a Texas, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, but then, so is Brent Venables going to be like that, like a Will Muschamp, or is he going to be like a Kirby Smart right. type of guy where, you know, he hops from Alabama to Georgia and just takes it running and just won a national championship. So sure. he's doing all the right things, but, you know, I'm, I'm not going to judge your grade until I see the results on the field. That's a good point though, about the Dabo things. Like they lay out the blueprint and, and like, or like the Kirby and Saban thing versus Venables and Dabo, because like, like Saban is so meticulous and they have the whole process thing and everything is so structured and organized. And they do like, you have to have some sort of system. And I feel like that thing's after a while is like clockwork, probably if you've been in the program for a while. And, yeah. and I, I just, I know that they're two very different coaches. Like Dabo's like the only coach that's like, I don't believe in the transfer portal or science. So that's where I'm at in life. <laughs> and burn and, him. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, like I'm skeptical only because I, like he's like defensive coaches. Like you said, like Kirby's had a lot of, of success, but he also was a fantastic recruiter. That must champ thing is like, it's hard to get past that. Yeah. That and uh, Charlie strong, like thought he was going to do a great job as a head coach yeah. just flopped at Texas. I mean, you just never really know. You, you right. don't with coordinators. So I want to get back to the list because I feel like lists are one of those things that make people very angry or very happy. So what's the angriest that someone has been with you on Twitter? Like, what was the interaction like? Oof, man, um, God, I've got, I get some nasty DMs. I mean, I'm talking, you know, pretty pretty nasty stuff. Um, usually, like when we're talking, when I talk about like stadiums or when I talk about like the actual school or ranked campuses, like it, those fans just kind of go after me. Um, and it's definitely, it's the sec fan bases. And primarily I'd say Arkansas is maybe the most like hostile, uh, Twitter fan base. I, on, I, people say that I've never, I had that experience. You an Ar- you're an Arkansas guy, aren't you? No, no, no. So I'm a Bama guy, but like I've said stuff like about Arkansas. I've said like nothing but positive things about Arkansas for years. Like, 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 there, and there was something we did earlier this, this year where we did a video. It was like, Arkansas has the best athletic or the best program, like from every single, I don't say the whole athletic department, but like football, basketball, baseball, that's the, the school you'd most want to be a fan of right now. Like they have like everything going from like, just went on and on and on about how great they were. The next day I said something about Traylon Burks pushing off in the Alabama game. And that's what led to a long touchdown. And these people lost their fucking minds. And I remember somebody <laughs> even said, she was like, that's what happens when you come after one of our own. I'm like, lady, you're not related <laughs> to him at all. This is so weird. Like you live, you live in Arizona. Like, oh man. They're crazy, man. The Arkansas fans are absolutely crazy. I, I think it's because they have some sort of like chip on their shoulder, mm-hmm. um, some sort of insecurity uh complex um with they they just i don't know they're they're, it just seems like they're always mad at the world and uh i i remember like last week i posted a graphic that was like schools that have more wins than arkansas over the last like five years and it was like i think it was like 90 schools or something it was basically basically everyone and they just just oh man they're just so mad it is just hilarious you had to know they're gonna be mad about that though yeah yeah (laughs) That's funny. I've heard that from multiple people though, about like, I mean, cause like my thing is like, I, there was a time two or three years ago where I said something on Twitter and some Tennessee fan twisted it into like the worst thing possible. And I was like, what? And then next thing I know, like I get back on Twitter and there's like ball Twitter has just started trying to get me fired. And what I, I always tell like the story cause it's funny because the fact that like I'm the engagement editor at Saturday down South. So I am the one co- like being in contact with these people 
Yeah. So they started DMing us on every platform, like on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, but they were just DMing me. And I was like, oh my gosh, this has happened. I'm so sorry. We'll get right on that. Like, it's just <laughs> fans are, it's just, I like, we joked about this before you came on about how we weren't going to talk sports. We we're just going to do politics because that always goes over so well. <laughs> I feel like sometimes arguing college football is like people get more offended. Oh, like, yeah. Easier than that. It's, it's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, no, that's, yeah, no doubt. So following up on this, and I don't know if you want to relinquish this information. And or if it's like something you want to keep behind the veil, but like, mm-hmm. how many stadiums have you been to? Because like that's like the first thing I noticed. I remember you did something about like the best pizza place in Power Five places, and I was like, yeah, man, he eats a lot of pizza. That's so much pizza. And then I was like, I'm trying to figure out like how like how many SEC stadiums and how many total stadiums have you been to? Let's see. I mean, so no, I have not been to every single stadium. Um, I have a huge network of mm-hmm. fans. I guess, uh, you know, people, that I guess, friends that I know I've met through social media. So we kind of always kind of go back and forth talking right. about stuff. Um, so, I mean, like in the Southeast, I've been to what, Clemson, South Carolina, Georgia. I've been to, I've driven through Birmingham or excuse me, Tuscaloosa. Beautiful this time of year, huh? Yeah, I like Auburn better. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, yeah, Tuscaloosa sucks. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, I've been on the Florida State. Um, nice. And I just think, and then did OU. Would you go to the, uh, you go to the Florida State uh, Oklahoma game back in like twenty? No, I did not. So I actually, I actually grew up a Clemson fan. I'm from Atlanta. Oh, wow. oh that's um, so, so really? yeah. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I grew up yeah, in, in Atlanta, and uh, so I grew up a Clemson fan until I decided to go to OU uh, for college. And yeah, ever since then, I've been an OU fan. That's cool. But yeah, um, yeah. So, so, so yeah, no, to answer your question, I have not been to every single college campus. I, I'd like to, I think eventually I will. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, so I, I just get a lot of people's opinions and put them onto a graphic and you guys see them. They just blow up every time I yeah. post them. I mean, I've never been to Starkville or Corvallis, but I can tell you both, they probably fucking suck. So it's like, you don't have to go to every place. Like- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. People get like, yeah, that's what, like, I remember I was on with like Greg McElroy and uh, Cole Kublik and yeah. he was like, Greg was giving me a hard time. He's like, how can you not, you know, how can you rank these things if you've never been to either school? And I was like, I wanted to say to him, like, well, Greg, I've driven through Tuscaloosa and I can tell you it's a lot better than it's surely not as bad as or as great as Auburn, right. something like that, just because <laughs> it's uh, I mean, you can just you just get I mean, there's no right answer. Right. Um, right. So that's the best. They part don't know that. That's yeah. what creates that's, all the content. Yeah. Man. yeah, exactly. It's a debate and it's fun um, to talk about. I'd rather yeah. be arguing about this other stuff. Oof. Before Chris gets into his um, game that he likes to play at the end of all, every interview, uh, who is the so, most high-profile person uh, that has retweeted your content, or someone who you thought or was like, Man, "That's it. pretty cool"? God, um, I don't know. Lane Kiffin routinely retweets a lot of stuff that I put out there. Um, big fan of Kiffin, Shane Beamer. Yeah. I mean, it just—I can't even keep keep track of it like i tweeted last week like the top 50 best dressed head coaches in college football yeah and like i saw the the governor of like michigan retweeted retweeted it and was like we've got two coaches in the top 10 
<laughs> and all the yeah, and all the you should have seen the replies to that that tweet. They're like, you need to be worrying about the what's going on in the state. Yeah. <laughs> Not worried about what coaches are dressed wearing to football games. That's <laughs> funny. That's good. It's I also funny. love the fact that Kirby didn't make the top 50. So if Georgia fans just want to let you know that you guys aren't good at everything. So there's that. He's got to get a haircut um, first. Well, then he doesn't hear himself. And then, so, yeah, then so. we can look at the wardrobe. All right. Well, let's get into a little bit of rapid fire. I, t- I messaged you about this earlier because I wanted you, be- wanted you to be prepared for one of the questions because it's a very serious topic, but we're going to save that for the end. Yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah, you do listen rankings. You don't have to do a full list, but I, I want to know at least who the top, who, the, who your number one is for these. And you give me a top three if you okay. want to. So, again, very serious. And we appreciate you coming on. But very let's, let's fucking let's focus up a little bit. Okay. First one, hottest right. Disney princess. Go. I don't even know who are, who are the Disney princesses. I don't even know who they are. What oh, Cinderella? Or... No, she's she's too basic. It's like <laughs> Jasmine. I mean, Jasmine's basically I guess, Kim Kardashian. I guess she can go with Jasmine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just I'm not that I'm not a Disney. I, I can't. There's no not one princess that really I can think of. All right, that's the end of the show. So um, <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> okay, favorite uh, rank the holidays. Best holiday. Uh, best holiday is Thanksgiving. Okay, wow. you're gonna set Arbor Day. Football. I really would have turned this off for sure. Um, okay, best beers, and I mean like beers, like not ranking like the actual types of like uh, the brands, but like mm-hmm. shower beer after cutting the grass beer. You know, being at a game beer. What's the what's the best type of beer? Definitely tailgating beer. When okay. you're tailgating with a bunch of, with every all your fans, that yeah, tailgating. There's nothing better. Fair enough. Is that who's is that you, Tyler? Did you hear that? that? That's my yeah. That's my son in the background. Well, show him some <laughs> Disney movies, BGB. He's watching, right he's watching. He's watching the Auburn uh, beat Oregon State right now in baseball. Yes. Very invested into that game for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, this is good. I think Tyler put this in here. Meanest fan base on Twitter and nicest fan base on Twitter. You know, so meanest, I, I answered Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, hands down, <laughs> when that nicest, it just really it depends because I've had multiple, I get fan bases mad at me all the time and then they're really happy with me. I got to say, gosh, friendly. I mean, Texas AM, I give them a hard time, but th- their fans are pretty nice. They're so nice. Yeah. <laughs> they're delusional <laughs> shit, but they're like, they are like, yeah. they're so incredibly nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they they're, used to they're, be Clemson until they uh, had their little nice run of success, and then they got a little too cocky. Yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, Clemson. No, no, no. Not very. <laughs> I feel like, like people that don't like follow ACC football or Clemson like really don't understand how true that statement was from y'all because, like, I, I went to Clemson. I used to have a buddy of mine take me to one game a season. It's the best experience I ever had, like game day wise. It's the best game yeah. day experience I've ever been to in the stadium. It was awesome, and I got to go to like the Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson game. Like, so Ooh. there were some big moments, but. The moment they like, I went to all the games before they won the national championship, and afterwards, my God, that is, yeah, they were different people. That's why I give them such a hard time because I grew up a fan when they were not good in the early two thousands. Yeah, where you went to a game and you didn't know if they were going to win or not, and right. the crowd was just crazy every time. Now it's like you go to a game and there's like three fourths of the stadium there. Right. So. Um, okay, different. we got two more here. Um, all right. The first one is: What's a dream matchup for you? Like, like. What game, whether it's a rivalry in the like in the, I don't mean a bowl game, but like, like for me, I would love to go to like the Red River Shootout, right, uh, and see Texas yeah. OU. I've never been to that. What's a what's a rivalry game or a game you haven't been to that you would like to like you most want to see? I'd really like to go to the Iron Bowl. 
score the egg bowl in yeah. uh, on Thanksgiving. I hear those guys just hate each other. Hate like Bam Auburn fans like hate each other, but like. Mississippi and Mississippi State fans really fucking hate each other. Yeah, they do. <laughs> really hate each other. Um, all right, last but not least, this is the most football content um, we're going to get into. It's a very important question. I need you to rank, and I mean from start, like top to bottom, not just one. I need you to rank the Fast and Furious movies. So, yeah, when you sent that, so I've only seen Damn it. three of them. I've only seen three <laughs> of them. So, tell you, man, I, I watch sports all the time. I just never, I don't know, I never really watched them. So, I got to say like the too fast, too furious. I know that one gets a lot of hate, but that's my favorite just because like I was a ludicrous ludicrous fan growing up. Um, So seeing him in the movie was pretty cool. And then the first one I just, I like just because it's the first one and it's um, got Vindy when they like jump the railroad track or something or um, in that black car. Um, It's been forever since I've seen it. And then the Tokyo drift movie uh, was pretty good as well. But those are the only three I've seen. So. so you haven't seen a Fast and Furious movie since 2005, which is like in hindsight, I wish I didn't bring up yeah. Fast and Furious and Disney princesses so much, but because um, <laughs> that's more of a me thing than a you thing. I'll tell you what, let's, let's do one more because Tyler and I, the best answer is also the worst answer we've ever gotten on the show. We had Kirk Herbstreit last year and it was like, it was great until the very end that I was like, hey, bucket list concert, go. And he was like, ah, Luke Bryan probably. And I was like, what? What no. are you saying? So give me a <laughs> concert and we'll, we'll wrap up. Uh, I guess Eric Church. I like Eric Church. That's a good answer. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I like Eric Church. I've seen him before. He's good. Well, this yeah, is, this has been great, lie. dude. You are, um, I heard, I heard like just nothing but good things, like I said, and, uh, and that, that's all very, very true. So tell everyone if they can find you um, and we'll have to have you on again soon. Yeah, for sure, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, you can just find me at, on Twitter or Instagram at Big Game Boomer or on YouTube, Big Game Boomer Show. So, cool. All always right, cranking out content. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, we will talk to you appreciate again it. soon. All right.